welcome to Generation Tech. This is episode 60-something. How's that for being ac- uh, 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 you know, on point, right? It's uh, I don't have the actual number in front of me, but we're like on 67, I think. So, uh, yeah, no, that last 67 was last week. We are on episode 68. Woo! Zipping yeah. right along. You know, doing it weekly, that means we've been doing this over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, been doing it for a while. Um, lots of lots of back shows. If you haven't watched them, check them out. Um, so, I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined here with my dad, Jack. How are you today? I'm doing fine, son. Good, good, good. Yeah. Ready for ready Turkey for Week? Turkey. Yeah. yeah, as ready as I can get, I guess. Yeah, we're, well, we, we do it here. And, go ahead. We're the... We're the turkey providers this year in the family uh, get-together. Yeah. So uh, daughter Haley is hosting the mm-hmm. the event. And other hosting. daughter Heidi is driving in. Sweet. So. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're doing, uh, on Thanksgiving, we're going to visit uh, my wife's brother's family on Thanksgiving. And then we're having uh, my brother and his wife and her brother and his wife uh, over on Friday, so we're going to basically kind of spread it out across the weekend. Uh, yeah, that's you know, good. So we're going to do Thursday and Friday since, uh, since uh, um, you know, my wife's a teacher. She gets off the week, and so is my brother. He gets off the week. So, um, and, and Monty, my sister-in-law's brother, <laughs> I'm not sure what, I guess he's no relation to me at all, but he's family. Uh, he, he, is a, he works all the time. He just works. He, he's a workaholic. You know, you go, hey, where's Monty? Mm-hmm. He's working. I'm surprised that he's taking the Friday app off, but I guess, you know, he's, he's in insurance, and I guess Black Friday is not a big insurance sales day, so. <laughs> so so he's coming on Friday, so that'll be nice. I always enjoy visiting with yeah. him and, and, and Greta, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it. Uh, uh, anyway, we we have the Brinker uh, and uh, in-laws and outlaws get together on both coasts. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so well, you know, that's sort of the, the Thanksgiving tradition, right? At least you know. I mean, yeah. people, th- and it's funny because you grew up in this country and you think, oh, everybody has Thanksgiving. Well, no, that's it's really a, a U.S. thing. At least in November, the Canadians do it in October. But the rest of the world really doesn't do a Thanksgiving per se, right? Because it was sort of the uh, the mythical meeting of pilgrims and Indians together, right? I mean, that's that's what we're celebrating. Yeah. But mostly, I think we're just celebrating the the togetherness and 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 caring and sharing. That's sort of what the holiday's about. And yeah. uh, and and uh, you know, so it, who better to do it with than family, right? And in the early days, if you made a, a thirty or forty-five day ship trip across the the ocean you felt like you better be thankful for something because that was probably pretty yeah uh, yeah your big event in your life your chance of chance of survival was better than than 50 50 but but it wasn't exactly a a safe and happy journey all the time um and in fact pretty pretty miserable for a lot of people they don't realize you know how small some of those boats were uh, that people were going across the ocean in way back, or, you know, those early sailing vessels. Yeah, or or they just jam, and they in order to make uh, yeah use maximize the, space, the value they of the ship. It yeah. In, you know? yeah. So, and that's anyway. assuming that you were one of the people who were coming across the ocean on a ship by by your own choice. 
uh, you know, there, there's yeah. a lot of people who who came across and it wasn't their their decision to be on that ship, and they were jammed in even tighter. So, um, yeah. but either way, you're thankful that you got got there safely and and, and alive, right? Yes. So, um, lots of people, and, and can you imagine the amount, the amount of seasickness you get on those little boats pitching around in the ocean? I mean, it's oh, oh yeah. You know, yeah, I especially mean, given the ocean waves, you know, those are those are biggies if you've you, never been out on, you know. Yeah, the deep ocean. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not like going out on the on a princess cruise. <laughs> yeah, well, I took a pretty fair sized boat one time just over to Vancouver, uh, out of uh, Seattle, I think it was. We mm-hmm. left, and uh, that had some really bouncy waves. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. and and I thought it was a pretty good sized boat. But at, I'm not one to get seasick, but my wife is. And anyway, yeah. I I stood up and just kind of moved with the waves. <laughs> yeah, so I actually like, I enjoy the movement around, you know. I, I, I don't get seasick either or car sick. I don't tend to tend, tend towards motion sickness. Although a friend of mine who was in the Navy says that, you know, if you go out for a period of time, like um, the naval vessels when they go out, he said yeah. that virtually everybody will get some sickness within the first two weeks, and then you kind of get your sea legs. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, and you you you're, you may be more mild than somebody else, but you're going to at some point over the course of usually about two weeks, uh, and once you get past that, then you're fine, you know. But let's uh-huh. face it, I mean, how many people go out, you know, unless you're in the Navy or in the, you know, Merchant Marines, you're probably not out on a ship two weeks, um, yeah. you know, even if you're going on a cruise. And the cruise ships are much more stabilized than than like naval vessels are. They keep yeah. it as rock solid as they can. But uh, yeah. that's interesting tech. If you've ever watched one of those shows about how they they stabilize the ships, um, you know, b- between uh, large ballasts and um, and fins and stuff on the sides of the ships to like you know yeah. that are computer controlled. They do a lot to just keep keep that thing as level and smooth as they possibly can. So for me, the closest I've ever done was the um, uh, it's about an hour trip, give or take, a little less, um, over to Catalina Islands, twenty six miles, twenty twenty seven miles, something like that, off the coast. Twenty six of... miles out across the sea. Right. At least that's what the song said. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it depends on where you're leaving from. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's multiple <laughs> departure points, and so different. You know, each each port's a little different because you can leave out of Long Beach, you can leave out of um, yeah. uh, a little bit further north, and then you can leave out of San Diego as well. So, depends. That was on where a you're fun, going. fun thing to do. I remember that when we first mm-hmm. moved to California, it seemed it wasn't too yeah. long, and we decided to do that. Yeah, well, you guys gave us an anniversary gift. Our first anniversary, we spent, uh, we we uh, took the ship, the boat over, and and spent the night there, and then came back, and that was a lot of fun. We yeah. took the tour inland and got to see the the uh, bison that were brought over there for a movie, and then left. And so then they they uh, are now native to the island. Well, I guess they're not native to the island, but uh, but uh, they've got a herd of bison over there uh, because they you know brought some over for a movie and left them when they were done. And yeah. they then started breeding, and so now they have a full herd of bison. In fact, I think they've actually had to go thin the herd a little bit uh, because the the bison were uh, disrupting the the uh, natural uh, flora and fauna, I guess. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but they didn't want to uh, get rid of them because they're you know kind of famous for having these bison. Did you know that you know the Wrigleys used to own the, I think the whole island of Avalon. Wrigleys of Wrigley Gum fame, and in the middle of the island they still have a huge ranch 
that's still alive. It's a working ranch today. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and they have, you know, horses and, uh, they, they have, uh, uh, when they were deciding to, I can't remember the, the whole story, but they were, they were just, they were going to buy this like really fancy saddle that was going to cost thousands of dollars back in the fifties. And so yeah. the guy made them a miniature version of it to show them what it would look like. And they have the miniature one there. And so instead of being a full saddle, it's maybe 12 inches across, you know, it's just this little like mini saddle that would fit, wouldn't even fit on a pony really. But uh, it was it, it. They got that there on display, the mini saddle. So, which you know, you'd think if you're a saddle saddle maker, making that mini saddle is almost as much effort as it is to make the big one. But I guess if yeah. it's you know if if it means you can you can make a, a ten thousand dollar sale, you say okay, well here I'll show you what it looks like. It's gonna look like this. <laughs> you know, you know that takes me back to a memory of as a child. Uh, my dad had uh, at one time worked for a saddle maker, and he had one of those uh, salesman's uh, little miniatures, and it was yeah. co- co- covered in rawhide. That's what kept the pieces together. But shoot, it was like a child, young child size saddle. Uh, I mean, I'd never seen one as small ever since. Uh-huh. Then, well, that's what this one was. That's what it was. It was so apparently in the saddle world, that's a common thing. You make a miniature. Uh... Yeah little mini saddle to to sell your wares sure well it's 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 not just there there's lots of different little models including oh sure fur, you know furniture pieces and whatever so anyway uh the fact that i used to kind of play with this thing i it just brought back that memory yeah i wondered what happened to it maybe somebody in the family still has it but probably not yeah. probably not probably not gets sold at a farm auction and that's about it yeah yeah well you know the thing is is that you know when 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 the parts and pieces were being split up with your family you you were one of the sons that didn't live close to home so you didn't uh right i was in the air force yeah yeah so you weren't able to go you know say hey i want this or i want that you know you i I wasn't even able to retrieve my own stuff that i particularly asked uh, family members to guard this and keep it for me for when uh, I get back and it yeah. disappeared all of it yeah so. yeah it's life you know there everybody's looking out to you know <laughs> so yeah. anyway you want to talk some tech today um yeah you well, had brought up a story earlier in the week uh that uh, I had seen Apple basically did a 180 and reversed their plans against uh, you know, they'd been sort of fighting against this right to repair and would not provide parts or anything for people. And they seemingly out of the blue, but I suspect that there was probably a reason for uh, the the change because they, there's, they were under some, some scrutiny here on this thing. They're now going to provide parts and help and videos for people to do repairs on their phones, including replacing batteries and cracked screens and stuff like that. Um, for But only for the iPhone 12 and 13. So if you have an older phone, they're, they're still not going to help you out there. Um, but, uh, you know, that means that, that your your phone is, you don't, you know, for people like you and I who live near large metropolitan areas, there's Apple stores that are not very far away. But, you know, if you live somewhere out in Montana, um, you know, you might, uh, the Apple store might be a couple hundred miles away, it, you know, and so if your phone breaks, 
you you may say, well, can't I just take it to Bob who who fixes phones and toasters and refrigerators? <laughs> you know, or, uh, right. and the the problem was there was no parts available, and so Apple has now said that they're going to reverse that and they'll make parts available for people. Um, I think they're going to find out this was a smart move on their part because it's not really going to cost them anything, and um, uh, you know the, the most people are going to not do this. You know, I'm. Sure. I, I would. I would buy. In fact, I have in the past bought batteries and replaced them on a phone. But most people are not going to open up their phone and try to fix it. Yeah. Well, usually it even should uh, have use special uh, uh, tools to do it, or you're right. liable to make it gouge it in such a way it looks awful, or yeah, you know. Well, the fine folks at iFixit.com have repair videos for all kinds of stuff even things that that weren't particularly repairable and they had sourced like uh oem versions of batteries and things like that so even though apple wasn't supporting it there were ways to do it but apple actively fought against them and was trying to stop them from showing allowing people or showing people how to do repairs apple just was you know very they they put their flag in the sand on this one and said they did not want people fixing their stuff they were adamant that 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 they wouldn't be getting a, a positive experience and that that would you know make them feel you know people feel bad about their devices and of course the people who said that you know I want to be able to repair or I want to go somewhere other than an apple place to get it repaired were saying it's the exact opposite my feeling is is that you're you're ruining my <laughs> my experience with my device and you know and it's my device that being the key phrase right i bought it i'm not leasing it from you i bought it it's mine i should be allowed to do whatever i want and i should be able to get parts and pieces to fix it if i want um and apple's finally said well okay (laughs) yeah i don't know why they didn't say it for the previous phones though you know like i've got an iphone 11 pro I haven't upgraded yeah. to a 12 or a 13. I haven't really seen a reason that I should other than they look newer because they changed the way they look. But, you know, I, I I just don't I don't upgrade my phone every year. I don't upgrade my phone every other year anymore because they're already so dang good. I don't see a reason to. And, um, you know, so if the battery dies on my I mean, quite honestly, the most likely reason that I would have to upgrade my phone because I take care of my gear is that the battery doesn't hold a charge very well anymore. You know, yeah. so they're saying I can't go and get a new battery and put it in my phone, at least not with their blessing. Yeah, well, I kind of have to do that with my MacBook here pretty soon because it doesn't hold a charge. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, I'm not going to rip into it. So I've been trying to figure out when I can go drive down to the store and get it done. But I got to set an appointment first. And I yeah. don't know how long it will take to do that, but I'd like to have it done while I'm there, you know. Yeah, I they won't do it while it's while you're there because they probably won't even do it in the store. They're probably going to you'll take it to the store and they Ship will probably out, send huh? it to a centralized repair place and then they'll bring it back. But but the first thing that I need to do is to have a backup. I haven't intentionally backed up anything on that. I'll you know, I guess maybe it's got an iCloud backup, but I'm not sure. No, they don't back up the same way phones do to the iCloud. Um so um yeah. So anyway, I haven't looked into all of that, but that's I got to have a backup first. Mm-hmm. I usually tell people that you know for for laptops, like in my house, I, I've got everything backed up to I've I've got some some multiple terabyte drives that are on my network, and so I just back up to the network, and that's where I put all of my um, uh, uh, what do they call it in uh, Apple speak? Um, 
the uh, their backup, their built-in backup system. Um, I don't remember what they call it. Time Machine. My Time Machine backups I direct to a Time Machine volume on the network. So any of my computers that are attached to the network, as long as they're awake and you know on, yeah. can can back up to the network. Which means the right. laptop occasionally I have to you know just make sure I leave it turned on for a while so that it can do a backup. And you can go in and force a backup if you want to. Um, right. You know, say just back up now. Uh, but if you don't have that, then you can just buy a fairly inexpensive um, uh, USB drive that's powered off the USB port and plug it into your laptop and say go. Of course, on your laptop. You have to hope that it can back up before the battery dies because, and, and you're powering your, your external drive off of your laptop because you only have one port. So unless you've, unless you've got a dongle that splits it off and gives you two USB-Cs so that you can plug it in while you're backing up. I, I have a, uh, adapters that allow that you plug into the adapter that plugs into the port, so it charges right. Okay, that's what I was saying. You, so you need to have – so you have something that basically splits the port into two USB ports so that you can have one that's powering your computer and the drive, and so it's plugged into the wall, and then the drive right. plugged into the other for data. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you could do that. But I don't – do you have an external drive like that, the little pocket drives? Well, I have a 8-gigabyte uh, drive. Uh, I'm not sure that that's, that's – that one takes more power than some of the other drives. That's the other thing I don't know about my drives is eight gigabytes. Them, That's not enough uh, to back. Eight I'm, gig- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, terabytes. Oh, okay. Terabytes. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm not certain just which how much each of these drives take because I got the little tiny ones, you know, that look like they might not take much, uh, but sometimes I can't run these drives just off of the power. It'll go down. It'll, Right. Well, that's why I'm saying you would have to have it plugged in uh, to the to that port that gives it plugged into the wall because it'll it'll drain, especially if your battery's bad, it'll it'll suck the the juice out of your laptop and in, in nothing flat because you're yeah. running you're running a motor, a spinning drive motor. It's you know they take a certain amount of current to do that, but uh, you know I mean for backup, do you know what size drive you have in that thing? It can't be that big. I was going to say because you know a two terabyte a two terabyte external hard drive uh, from. I C- have- from Seagate's, fifty-five bucks. <laughs> yeah, I I have a whole bunch of small drives, and yeah. I I can't just look at them and tell what size they are, you know. Oh right. Uh, I have written in on this one. Uh, I can't. It's not readable. I put got other stuff that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and you don't know what's on there. You got to see what's on there before you just decide you're gonna. Uh, right. That that's yeah. a problem I have. I pro- must have maybe two dozen hard drives sitting around here of various, you know, genres and stuff. And I haven't looked at most of them forever. You know, I, yeah. I probably ought to ought to consolidate stuff. But I, I suspect that I already have multiple backups of some of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I just don't know whether a lot of the stuff that I have on those hard drives is worth saving. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean, first, it's, it's. I mean, I, I found one in there. I found a USB 3 solid state 2 terabyte drive for twenty nine thirty nine on Amazon. So for 30 bucks, you can get a, a, you know, at that point you go like, well, don't erase anything old. Just, just go get a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's even USB-C. So it's like, you know, it's, it's fast. 
USB C uh, USB three point one. Um, it's an inch and a half wide by th- four inches long. Um, so you know it's just got a, uh, a small amount of interface and a chip in there or, or a board. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid state you said. Yeah, yeah, but imagine that solid state for for thirty bucks. Two oh, it's uh, and it's two terabyte. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh... I I just kind of forgot about the hard drive world in the last several years because mm-hmm. with the cloud up there, you know, nothing more convenient. Yeah. Yeah, you know, back it up to the cloud. You know, you can get it somewhere else, right? Right. But, but um, yeah, I mean, they still sell, like, you know, spinning hard drives for backup, but I'm starting to look at it, and there's quite a few of these vendors that are selling, you know, between, between you know, 30 and $35, two terabyte drives, and they're all basically the same sort of form factor. They have a slightly different, you know, case that each one of them has put it in, but they're all all these little solid state drives from companies I've never heard of, but you know, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> for, 30, <laughs> for 30 bucks, 35 bucks to have a, a, you know, a couple terabytes that you can stick in your pocket if you want. Yeah. I, I just bought that thing. <laughs> the one I sent you. Yeah. 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 It's like two terabytes. There you go. You can back up whatever you want and, and it's going to pull a lot less current than a spinning drive and, right. and you can back up to it and, and, uh, and then send your send your device in. So, yeah, I remember I had a friend who I used to bowl with who was a a chemist, and he had certain um, uh, combinations. He worked with um, uh, uh, acrylics and different types of plastics for different uses, and yeah. he literally wanted to keep his uh, his his uh, formulas. He had them all on spreadsheets, and he wanted to keep them. Like he didn't even put them on his hard drive at home because somebody could steal it and get his yeah. stuff. It, that was his livelihood, his, you know, everything he had created. And so at the time, the best way to carry it around because it didn't fit on a floppy, there was too much. He had a zip drive, and because yeah. he had talked to me about, you know, hey, are zip drives any good and can he do that and how much can he put on it? And I said, well, you know, I've got one at home; it works fine. And you know, here's what it is. So he had a zip drive, and then I remember when the um, first the uh, thumb drives came out, and some of those were expensive, you know. But, but uh, you know, uh, like a 32-megabyte one um, held more than his zip drive was, you know, the size of a car thing on a keychain. And he just went, I don't care. I think he spent 500 bucks for it. But now he, now he could carry everything around in his pocket, you know? Uh, yeah. But he literally walked around with all of his formulas on him because they were that valuable to him, and he was afraid to... Now, he had a copy of them that he said he, he would, uh, anytime he updated them, he would, uh, within a day or two, go update the copy that he kept in a safety deposit box. Huh. Anyway, I wonder why they had the one and two terabyte price the same. I have no idea. Probably because you're paying more for the case than you are for the actual memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, they only had one left. That's why I jumped the oh. gun and got it. Well, if you scrolled down the page, they said products related to this item. You could scroll across, and there were ten other vendors that did exactly the same thing in, in a slightly, you know, a more ovally looking case instead of a square, uh, a squared off case, or a more squared off case instead of a, you know, I mean. But they're all the same 
literally the same sort of dimensions and sizes, and you can tell they're probably all the same guts. They just had a slightly different packaging. Yeah. So if that one wasn't available, you could find another one. Like I said, the, the only thing you want to make sure is I think that, you know, that one had the faster USB, so you want to make sure that they all support that. But I bet they do. I bet they've all got the exact same chips inside of them. Yeah. You know how that yeah. goes. Once something's been commoditized and you see 15 different companies from China that you've never heard of selling the same thing, you're going, okay, so they all just bought the same chips and put it together and sure. shipped it yeah. out. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested when you get it to see how it works for you. But I imagine it's probably pretty dull and boring. It probably works exactly the way you expect it to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so, anyway, right? If it's if it's not dull and boring, then something went wrong. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it is it is pretty stunning how much they cram into such small spaces now. I mean, you can put a two terabytes in a tiny little thing all solid state in your pocket for 30 bucks mm-hmm. you know i was going to say because if you wanted a couple uh, uh a couple terabytes you know you can do that on sd cards now too <laughs> so or yeah, well, or the little thumb drives you can get those you know uh, i didn't even look to see what the dimensions of this thing is it just shows a picture you know it yeah tell you anything yeah you know? yeah well it's uh <laughs> it was uh, about four inches long and an inch and a quarter wide i think and it looks like about yeah. a quarter quarter inch thick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny well, how they became generically known as thumb drives, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Flash drive, memory stick, thumb drive. I don't think they give you a cable with it, do they? I got to get it. Be sure oh, I got it. Yeah, USB cable. to USB, or USB-C to USB-C. Yeah, I don't think I have one of those. Didn't occur to me. So, oh my gosh. You you here, I got to send you this link. You you got the wrong thing, man. Oh, this is USB-A though. Hold on. I got to show you this. Uh so I found a flash drive, USB flash drive that is basically the the width and height of a USB A port and it's a half inch long. Oh, okay, let's see here. And it's 25 uh, bucks for 2 terabytes. <laughs> now, you still don't have USB C, which is what you would want going into that, right? Yeah. So, let me see if I can USB C. See if I can find that, oh yeah, this is the different connector, the one you you sent. Yeah. USB three O is not. Uh, oh, not as fast as the USB three one. No, they're yeah. both three O. They're both three O. Oh, they are. Yeah, that's okay. the USB three is the it's the faster one. So. I found something by by somebody that's very similar. It's amazing that. Uh, Again, that you can find these things that are, uh, see that one, the last one that I sent you is a uh, two terabyte USB flash drive that has USB-C on one hand and USB-A on the other end. So you can uh, use it on newer computers and older computers without any difficulty. 
those views aren't very good. Good. None of them really shows you what you want to see. Which is what? Well, the end of it, where the connector is. You know, they. Well, the 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 view the the connector is the whole device, on the on the on the the first USB flash drive that I sent you. Yeah. That's it. It plugs in right there. That is the USB A plug. The second one that I sent has A on one side and C on the other, and it's I think it's pretty clear you can see what kind of plugs they are. The second one, okay. It's red. Oh, I see. I didn't see that one until now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, but, I wouldn't uh, have to worry about a cable for that, but that's right. okay. Yeah, well, unless you want to go in and cancel that one order and try to order another one, but that's up to you. Nah. The downside of the really, really small ones is they're really easy to misplace, too. <laughs> You're like, where did I put that? <laughs> yeah, I got I got out some... Uh, just yesterday, uh, Mom suggested that, that I get something that plugs into a USB port on my TV, which is the old USB port, not, right, not the, the C. Yeah, USB-A. And so first I had to investigate, you know, do I really have a port? And I got on there and, yeah, I have two of them, USB-1 and USB-2. And so then I went and found that old flash drive I had here just to see if it would work. And I found one and it worked. But it was the only one that would work. I had another one labeled uh, Microsoft on it. So I figured, well, gee, I don't know what's on it, but I couldn't read it with my uh-huh. Apple computer. And, uh, and, uh, so I uh, didn't try it on the TV yet. But Well, my question is, you need to back up a little bit, because my mother is saying you should try putting something into the USB port on the TV. Out of context means nothing to me, and it seems completely out of character for her, because she would go, I don't care. So, so tell me, what was the conversation that led up to her saying you should plug something into a port on a television? Because oh, that, that does not sound like my mother's conversation. <laughs> it sounds like you and me. It doesn't sound like her. While we have company at our house, this is a big black TV sitting there, ah. or you just turn off the voice, you know, and silence it, and, or right. just turn it off. And this thing says, why not show them master uh, artwork that's all in the public domain? Ah. 500, 500 of them, and it goes through the slideshow, and you can adjust the speed on it. Gotcha. And presumably, if, it, if your USB supports sound, there is a nice... Uh, classical music in the background at least in, from the reviews gotcha. and so for the price i said well that's not too bad i i don't know what capability i have so i thought mm-hmm. i'd investigate that so i haven't ordered this this device yet okay this uh usb plug with pictures on it but it's uh-huh. with 500 of them that's a lot and but some of the reviews said well this isn't our taste and the way they described this stuff than my taste either so, you know, you don't know what you're getting on all these pictures because they, they, another comment said only one of eight seems to be good, and that's the ones they showed you on the little thing on the, on the website. You right. can flip through some stuff, and everybody's, oh, yeah, that's a Van Gogh or that's a Renoir or whatever, you know, yeah. and they're recognizable stuff, and they all seem to be like that. So you assume that they're all going to be that way, but apparently they're not. Right. But. The, the, the down uh, but the 
other thing about it is uh, you have until the end of January to return it. So I said, no risk then, right? Well, assuming that the company is legit and not going to screw you over. Yeah, Yeah, that's true, too. But at least it has a warranty, and uh, uh, I I think somebody did say they they got their money and returned it. Another one said that I didn't want to waste my time sending it back. Don't be bothered, you know? Yeah. It wasn't that expensive, so. But anyway, uh, it sounds like, I, I think I mentioned this to you a long time ago, that I was impressed by at least the pictures I saw at the VA while I was in a waiting room. Right. And, and uh, they didn't even have any sound on that, but I, but I didn't care. You know, it's not a room where they wanted yeah. to have noise in anyway. But those kinds of things are nice, assuming you like the pictures and uh, you've got a little bit of control over, you know, how long they're on the screen and stuff like that, you know. Right. Well, and, and you know, a lot of that stuff, you have to license the artwork if you want to use it. If you recall, I sent you a link to an app on your Apple TV called ArtCast. And it has all kinds of different art from different artists from different eras, and you can, uh, you, there's you know there's several free um, uh, libraries, but the rest of the galleries that they have, you have to you know pick one and pay for it if you want. But they've like I'm looking at a Van Gogh on the screen right now, just playing Artcast, and it's built into your Apple TV. Or it's not built in, but it's an app on your Apple TV. You just have to download Artcast if you. I think you oh, did that- already. I think I did, yeah. Yeah, and so, so then you can pick whatever art you want to play. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that's the best option. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know because it's know. It, it's 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 always plugged in too. It sits there, so I just yeah, as well. it sits there. It's so, plugged in, and you can you know pick what you want. Yeah, now I'm looking at a Syrah. Yeah, and you can go in and adjust you know how fast it changes from one thing to the other. You know how many there are altogether. I don't know. I mean, you, they've got a whole bunch of them. I mean, I, I don't know how many are in this particular gallery. It's a bunch of, um, uh, you know, Van Gogh, Klimt, Monet, Renoir. So it's a bunch of, of that genre of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know uh, how many images are in that particular gallery. But there's a whole bunch of galleries. I mean, you can pick, you know, uh-huh. so if you find a style of art that you like, they've also got illustrations and drawings and uh, and uh, photography and, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, there's lots of categories for you to look at within within the, yeah. the thing, too. So you can find what you like. Anyway, I, I just on the iPad, if you wanted to, get that involved you could there's a san francisco uh-huh. uh moma museum of modern art guide uh-huh. and so you can see all the pictures that are there that you can put put on your uh on your ipod uh and presumably if you want to on the tv but then there's also a tv cast get streaming tv where you cast and stream to home uh-huh. tv so yeah. Anyway, there's lots of options. So on this gallery pass thing, you can um, you can rent something for ninety nine cents. One of the galleries. I don't know how long that you get to rent it, but for four ninety nine a month, you can have access to all of them and just go look at whatever you want. So and you can stop it at any time, so you don't have to. Yeah. Keep going. Well, that's kind of cool. If if you if you had library different libraries that uh-huh. you know let you yeah. do that, that way you can like. 
go to the library without going, right? So, yeah, I mean, they've got, you know, photos of different locations, travel and culture, it's called, sculpture. And these are these are the categories. And then underneath, like I click on travel and culture, and I've got uh, national parks, Slovakia, patterns of the earth, that's like satellite pictures, uh, vintage Colorado, uh, Yokohama photographs of Herbert Geddes, so a bunch of... Uh, uh, you know, photos of Japan uh, and their historical fo- photos. Uh, exploring Egypt. Windmills. You've got a, a whole thing of windmills. Uh, hmm. Explore Ireland. You know, the Tuscan countryside. So, I mean, just there's and, and I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just reading down a list. I mean, I, I can keep scrolling. You know. you know, you know, this has got to get some of the travel uh, folks all up in arms because. Pretty soon, certain of these things, you won't go. You'll just say, I'll stay at home and see, because there's so much to see. You know? I, well, I don't think it's going to replace going and seeing it. It might uh, it might discourage people from, or not, I don't know, it depends. I was going to say, it wouldn't discourage me, but I guess some people would say, like we were talking about with the Viewmasters, right? It's like, why take your own pictures? Why, why not just watch the pictures that the professionals took? Because they're all better. <laughs> and they were probably given right. access to areas that, that I'm not allowed in. And, right. and they were you know, probably blocked off so that they don't have a whole bunch of people wandering through their, their photos. You know? <laughs> so it's like um, <laughs> you know, they have advantages that you and I don't have when they're taking it. So, yeah, but it, so you know, you know, it, buy good pictures and take pictures of family at these locations. Right. <laughs> but anyway, you know, they really frown on you going into a, an art gallery and taking your own pictures of their pictures. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. In our art galleries, in fact, in a lot of them, they're banned. They don't want you to do it. Well, especially if you've uh, got flashes on because you don't think yeah. about it, but the, 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 the flash actually does cause deterioration of of stuff. So like when you're in the Louvre, you can't take pictures of the Mona Lisa because and it's not because they don't want you to take pictures. They say go buy a picture. We've had them professionally done. They're going to be better than yours anyway. And every time you flash light at it, uh it deteriorates the the color, you know? It's like yeah. you leave something out in the sun too long. Well, over 100 years, lots of people taking pictures make 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 problems for them. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, each one is very, very, very minutely little, right? The the number of photons are so small that it's it's. But when you add that up over the course of hundreds of years, <laughs> people marching through every day, uh, that would be damage. So. Yeah. Anyway, there's comments in here on this app, and there's mostly one star ratings because it's a rip off, a scam, and a bad app <laughs> for this hard stuff. And you know, he makes the good case that these developers ripped off the information from the genuine museum site and are trying to sell you things the art or the museum gives away for free like maps stay away (laughs) yeah well there you go i i recommend artcast on on uh on apple tv it's a great way to turn your television into just uh beautiful art that you can have rotating through, or you can pause it and leave it on something if you find something you really like, uh, you know, or go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very pretty. Art. Artcast, one word. It's a great app. Oh. Okay. 
Art, I'll, I'll try to remember that. Yeah, I don't know if it's available for, um, uh, you know, like other devices. I'll, I'll look. I, I searched in here, and it wasn't for the iPad. But it did give me some other uh, apps to look at. That's that's how I got, uh, I don't know, the phone probably gave me a different set. Yeah, I, I sent you a, a text to remind you, but I, I I put in Artcast for Apple RV. They haven't sold. They, they, that's not a product yet. <laughs> <laughs> Might be though. There's been rumors that Apple okay. has decided that they're no, they're they're building a car again. Yeah. You remember there there was rumors they were building a car. Then there was rumors no no they're just building software for cars and 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 to run in cars, but they're actually going to build their own car. That, and I guess now the rumor is that they're building uh, a car again for them because they, they've been yeah. looking for uh, vendors to help build it, right? Just, well, and, the, this article focused on the, uh, the driving, uh, a chip they've got apparently that they think is, is way ahead of everybody to uh, steer the command autonomously because there's no steering wheel even. Yeah. So that seems to be what they think they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Well, somebody thinks they're bringing it to the table. Right. Apple, of course, has right. said nothing. <laughs> you say, hey, so what we were hearing about the car is this, and they'll go like, what car? What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. we, we don't comment on unreleased products. So. Yep. So, yeah. anyway. But, yeah. Uh, somebody thinks that this is where it's going. You know, and you got to figure some of this is 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 sourced, right? Some of it is. There's people yeah. who talk, but then, especially when you've got a, a project that's got a lot of people involved, you know, there's going to be somebody who's, you know, sitting at a bar talking to a friend, thinking they're being quietly speaking, and somebody will hear it, you know, overhear it or something, and go, hey, he's working on the car. Yeah. But, by the way, uh, I was just looking through here, and I came across this uh, other technology that I have been thought is the only real answer to this uh, 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 climate change thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, Sunscreen? No, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear, nuclear power, and not the kind of nuclear power sites that we have today. I live within five miles of a nuclear power plant of, uh -huh. you know, old old technology. But I'm glad uh, one wealthy guy who I don't agree with on very many things is Bill Gates. Right. But he's he's got some money. But of course he's got Biden throwing in more money than than he donates. It's, but they're referring to it as Bill Gates Nuclear Power Company. Well, yeah, he he, he's invested it. in it, but he's one of the investors in it. He's not, you know, Warren Buffett also is invested in it. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're going to uh, build a. Uh, a place in where was it? Western Wyoming. Nevada? Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. yeah, the company's called Terra Power. Yeah. And so I, I'm glad to see that happening. There's no guarantee that this will be successful because they, there's a lot of new technology in it. But that's why you go out and try this stuff. Right. You know. Yeah. They say the plant's going to cost about four four billion dollars, and half is coming from the U.S. government. Um, the other half is coming from investors, of which. Bill Gates and uh, and Warren Buffett are two, um, and uh, they're saying that it's a demonstration reactor to demonstrate a new type of plant. 
it's interesting because they're uh, like most of the plants use water and that's why they're either on the ocean or near lakes and stuff or rivers because they use water to cool everything down here they're using molten sodium yeah so salt salt yeah molten sodium to cool it down which is interesting Uh, it's like how hot do you have to be to melt salt um chemists out there i'm sure you all know this off the top of your head but i don't but uh Uh, they say the plant oh go ahead actually actually salt is sodium chloride right but i thought they said salt in there oh I, i i saw the word sodium i didn't see salt per se oh uh, okay. But, Maybe I'm uh, wrong. But uh, once built, the plant will have a base load of 345 megawatts with the potential to expand to 500 megawatts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's 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 not huge, but this town is of 2,000 people or some 2,500 people, something like that. They think yeah. that they'll they'll be able to make enough power from this one plant to power this entire town. Um. Uh. So, yeah, and there was something about the whole thing, too. I can't remember the details I was reading, but part of it was um, uh, uh, natrium plants do not require an outside energy source to operate their cooling. Natrium is the, the what they call it. They use liquid sodium as a cooling agent instead of water. Okay, so I'm reading this thing. Sodium yeah. has a higher boiling point and can absorb more heat than water, which means high pressure yeah. does not build up inside of the reactor reducing the risk the risk of explosions now in fact the real risk of sodium if you've ever remember in high school it, it was always stored inside of uh, a uh, an oil and that was to keep uh, any uh, moisture from getting to it because water and sodium make explosions yeah go boom <laughs> Big ones. yeah yeah so uh, sodium is a very uh, unforgiving thing in the, the world because we have so much water everywhere that whenever you deal with sodium, you've got to be extreme careful that you don't yeah. let it get near wet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's the interesting thing because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they, they use, technically they tend to use water for cooling, but a lot of, of designs around nuclear is, you know, you use that heat to essentially create steam that then turns... Um, turbines for the power so they're essentially steam engines uh, yeah it's just the heat source is instead of burning coal or wood or something else is this is, is nuclear um so i'm not sure exactly how that works because you know that means they're uh, you know are they not using not using water at all well at the very how- top of the thing they have this make a point that the power generation process uh is separated from the, the that is the nuclear reactor is separated from the power generation process so they have like uh-huh. just a one one right line that runs between these two chunks of of the, mm-hmm. the physical structure and so uh uh that is apparently uh so they are they are so, creating steam but they're not doing it directly from the nuclear they're doing it maybe from from tubes with that have liquid sodium rotating through it i I don't know that that again says you've got so i guess you don't have a nuclear problem but you still have a boom problem if if the sodium leaks into the water yeah yeah it's not at all clear you know what the details of this picture are but at least they made that point with this picture right keep them separate 
Well, one of the so, things that they say here, too, is interesting is that the sodium retains heat for a, a, a fair amount of time, or, or can as well, and that they pump a good amount of it into tanks, and that for four or five hours, if they use the residual heat from that in addition to the heat being generated from the nuclear, that that's how they can bump up the... Um, the uh, capacity from 345 to 500 megawatts for up to five hours, they're saying. Um, so, so for peak uses, like you know, when you're running air conditioners or something uh, during the heat of the summer, of course in Wyoming it's not going to be nearly as hot as it is, say, like Southern California or something. So their peaks probably yeah. aren't quite the same. But uh, nonetheless, you know, you can handle peak loads better because you have this this storage of of hot sodium that you can. Uh, uh, then use, you know, that the residual heat from that as well, which is interesting. I mean, you know, there's there's lots of interesting pieces to this, understanding how how you know bits and pieces how it work. But there's there's I I you know I don't fully understand the whole process. So I probably need to read a little bit more on what a natrium plant, uh, a power plant does and how it's constructed because it's not clear to me. Uh, like you said, the drawings yeah. and stuff are not, at least in the articles that that. Uh, that I've seen have not given me a really good, you know, I still have questions, I guess is the right, right answer. The right way to say that. Yeah, I just had some questions and, about. And, and if you look at the comments, I didn't, there's like 15 pages of comments and maybe more. Mm. Uh, so there's lots of other people with questions about this whole thing as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I haven't read, you know, all of them just kind of scanned some, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I kind of think it's see the real problem we have is that everybody's banking on solar and and wind to do the whole thing and you can't get from there to here. That's what they don't understand. It just isn't going to happen Yeah, because they don't you're not talking about enough power generation to even, you know, keep up with today's demand to say nothing about tomorrow's and and because both of these technologies take up a lot of space for the amount of power that's generated. And pretty soon you run out of places to put them. I mean, if you blanketed the country with solar yeah. panels and, and wind towers, uh, you, you know, you'd have, you still wouldn't have enough energy. That, that's the problem. Right. Well, because, and, they, and they both present an issue with um, uh, no storage of energy, no, no way to handle, like you can't have, handle peak loads because they're, they're somewhat constant, and then you know, solar does nothing when the sun goes down, and you know, wind. Well, you can put this, w uh, the, them in a windy place, but even in windy places, sometimes the wind's not blowing, and we don't have control over that. So, yeah. so what do you do when you know it's it's the middle of the summer and there's no wind, and your wind panel, you know, you're you're, you're and it's night, and so neither of those are working. There's no wind. The solar's not working because it's night. So guess what? you're going to sweat in your house because, you know, it's 80 degrees at midnight because you live in Arizona. Or in this case, you know, if, if global warming keeps happening because you live anywhere, you know, yeah. you don't have to live in, well, in the desert Southwest to, to understand that it doesn't always cool off at night. Well, and, and what's already been frustrating is that Texas last year uh, suffered a big loss of power for a long time, mm -hmm. lost billions of dollars worth of uh Oh, and lives. And, and lives. Yeah, and lives because of a failure of, of these systems that no people people didn't even consider. You know, they just put themselves yeah. in a bad, bad place. Yeah. So 
I mean, I'm not saying you can't do that with nuclear too. You, you really can. So it's the real problem is engineering the whole solution under all the circumstances that are even at the slightest bit possible. You know, so the risk analysis on this is what really drives whether you do it or not. And that's what the experiments are all really all about. What works, what doesn't work, right. how risky is each thing. And I, yeah. I you know, and, and they trade one risk for another here in this thing, because as I pointed out, aside from the nuclear uh, energy side of it, uh, sodium itself has a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's dangerous. Problem. It's very yeah. dangerous. You know, at least a sodium explosion isn't it doesn't create nuclear waste right if you gotta if you gotta trade risk right wouldn't you rather have the risk of a sodium explosion than a nuclear you know a, a nuclear well, implo implosion or explosion obviously you know the, most nuclear plants don't explode but they you know there have been plenty of of uh, i shouldn't say plenty but there's been some some very uh uh you know newsworthy uh issues with with uh, nuclear power plants that have either by accident or poor maintenance or, or human error, uh, leaked a lot of, of stuff into the into the atmosphere. Um, yep. you know, but that said, you know, it's it's that doesn't mean that there aren't newer designs and newer ways to do things more safely. And I think this is one of yeah. those. They're saying the trade off here is is that we're gonna make the nuclear much less risky and we're gonna take some other risks that maybe don't have the same, you know, potential long term issues. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is just one concept for how to generate uh, nuclear or power from basically right. nu nuclear sources. Right. Uh, there's been several other out, others out there earlier that uh, actually I thought made more sense because they were talking about a little uh, canister type thing that would pr provide an entire energy for your home and your your farm if you had multiple buildings. Yeah. Uh, just within a, a very small amount of space, you know, and of course the danger of most of that kind of thing is now you've got little pieces and parts here and there that are more susceptible to theft, and we got to worry about somebody stealing nuclear, in, you know, material, yeah, materials. So they they all have their problems, but yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think that's why that one is probably not uh, something that's ready to fly. Although there's also been, you know, I mean, they make uh, for 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 um, uh, some of our satellites and stuff. They make batteries that are used that use you know decaying nuclear material as their their power source. Um, yep. You know, and those are made essentially from what we consider waste from some of our traditional nuclear plants. So you know, and that's not visible visible material. So you know that that makes sense too. You know. You, you buy a big battery pack that, that the local company comes and attaches to your house. And, you know, once every 10,000 years, they have to replace it. Um, you know, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we're not going to solve that problem today. But yeah. I just wanted to bring up uh, the fact that there's yeah. at least somebody investing in yeah. some of the other ways to generate power so that it yeah. becomes a, a more a more realistic chance of, of really dealing with the problem yeah well i think too we've got to recognize the fact that you and i are both fairly amenable to the idea of a nuclear plant and it working and finding different ways to do it that you know that mitigate some of the concerns that that we've had with some of the pre-existing types of plants there are other people out there who whether they're 
um, you know, ha have looked at different information or just basically have an aversion to the whole concept that don't like the idea of a nuclear plant of any kind. And so, you know, uh, they're yeah. going to look at all of the facts differently and come to different assumptions than you and I might. Um, well, well, I, I, first of all, I'm, I believe that none of this has anything to do with politics. Agreed. Okay? As, soon as, as soon as you bring politics in it, now uh, it's going to pervert the science just, la just the same way it has with medicine. Today, we've we got this real problem because medicine, which is supposedly a science, and I believe it is, has politics mixed with. And so it's just, yeah. just created... Anytime you involve politics in something, yeah, that doesn't belong there, uh, and then then and you get people to coming around and say, "Well, don't you believe the science?" Well, then everybody's got which a science version of the science. Yeah, know? well, yeah, well, and the problem is, is you know, is when, like you know, what's happened with the the whole uh, medical thing is there's lots of doctors out there who you know. Well, I'm a doctor, and we all we tend to sort of like put the same level of expertise on anybody who's got you know, the, the, the word doctor after their name uh, yeah. or before their name. And, you know, it's like just like anything else, they're specialists. You know, we know in the tech field, there's people who I would listen to absolutely and, and, and trust when they're talking about one aspect of tech. You know, if they were talking about networking, then maybe that guy's a networking guy. And I, I, everything he says, I like, yeah, I know he knows this inside and out. Whereas, you know, a guy who's a programmer can come in and say, well, no, that's not, you know, it shouldn't work like that. And I'm like, but it does, you know, shouldn't is not the way, you know, and just because yeah. you know computers doesn't mean you know networks, you know, they're right. affiliated technologies, but they're not the same thing. And doctors are the yep. same way. Yep. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I just think that, um, but what I, the, the point I was making there was, is there's people who could listen to the exact same experts as you and I and come to different conclusions because their feeling is that, you know, it has mostly to do with their feeling about risk, you know. And there, and and how risk averse are you? You know, yeah, yeah. and even if we, even if two people could watch the exact same thing, and one could say, "Okay, I'll do that," and the other one would go, "Like, eh, I'm not comfortable with that." You know, and that's fine. We're all different. Yeah. You know, yep. if if you don't like that, then don't live next to the plant. You know, move somewhere else. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the uh, if you don't like airplanes, don't don't live in the flight path. The other thing, you know, the. When, when somebody says that we're only 20 years or maybe even 10 years away from a meltdown because of climate change, you know, mm -hmm. that's because they have in, implicit in that whole thing is they have a particular solution for how to get there. And it may or may not be feasible, you know, for a variety of reasons. But I don't understand if, what you're saying there. They, well, they have a plan I, I, to I, get I, there. I, where are they getting? Get, getting to where... You have climate change uh, under control in the oh, sense okay. Of, okay. Uh, in, in the sense that most people think of it, and that is right. not only stopping, but you actually have to get stuff out of the atmosphere that's creating the problem, right? Mm -hmm. The CO2s and whatever. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, there's the, the, all of these kinds of engineering problems, technical problems, right? Have a bunch of alternative solutions and being the engineer that I am, mm -hmm. uh, I, I insist that we, we not let the, the right answer, uh, uh, get lost in the politics of something. And, and unfortunately yeah. it's 
tends to do that if you, as soon as you get politics involved. Yeah. You know, you well, what happens too is that the people are trying to to move you towards action, use inflammatory language, and then that then a lot yeah. of other people will because of that will go, you know, oh, you're just blowing smoke to get me to do something that I don't want to do. You know, and so they discount the whole thing because of the of the approach of the person who's pointing something out that might actually be an issue, but because of the way they go about doing it, they lose a they lose a chunk of the audience, right? Because there's a whole bunch of people right. who go like, "You're a loon," yeah. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, even even a you know broken clocks right twice a day. You're a loon. I'm not going to listen to you. You know, yeah, and and therein lies, you know, it's human nature. You know, it's 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 tough. Yeah. You can't convince, you know, is it you, you could uh, you can get uh, some of the people part of the time, but not all the people. I don't know the whole. I, I'm I'm messing up that whole shtick, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the things back to some of the tech was uh, I in prepping had gone to one of the pages that I go to sometimes for tech. You know, and the, there's Engadget and CNET and Anon Tech and things like that. So I was looking at CNET. And they're not the only ones who are uh, that do this, and it's it's starting to irritate me a little bit. Is that there will be mixed in with your tech a whole bunch of stuff saying, "Hey, here's the best." Insert this. They they like to do lists, list of the best of this, list of the yeah. best of that. My favorite instant pot multi cooker, or you know, and what it is is it's an ad. That's all it yep. is. It's just an ad. I'm looking at a page right now, and I see air fryers explained. Instant pot multi cooker, best TV, m- favorite wireless headphones. So of the ten things, four of them on this page are essentially just advertisements, and they all have uh, uh, links to go buy it. And then they, the the uh, CNET people, will get a kickback on the sale of anything that they sold through that link. Sure. And so half the people who are writing for this thing aren't even writing articles that are involved in any. Uh, tech at all or or informing you of anything all they're doing is putting together a list of stuff and putting the things they want to sell the most as the highest rated so and i and i would bet you money and they and they they'll tell you if it's you know somewhere in there they'll tell you oh yes we get affiliate fees for you know you clicking on these links um so you know they're not being overly sneaky about it but i would bet you money that whatever gets rated number one is the thing they probably get the most money back on you know, yeah, I, I think I, th- I think you bet on making money. Is that what you, that's what you bet on? Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm betting on they're 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 doing the thing that's going to make them the most money. So, you know, I mean, it's funny because it's like I, you, ha- almost half of the information Oops, on there. on this page is it information. It's something happened. It's Speaker you know, off. best Black Friday uh, kitchen deals, best re- um, uh, e-readers, best iPhone. Uh, I mean, those are the uh, first f- three articles on the page. All of those okay. are affiliates. I, I got you back, Todd. Yeah, I just kept talking. I was pointing uh, out that the first three articles on the page are all best of lists that are basically things that, with affiliate links. Right. I don't, I don't know what happened. I didn't touch anything, but yeah. somehow. Well, we do this via Skype, and Skype is imperfect. <laughs> but we're back. Okay. I'll tell you the one thing that seems to be on a lot of people's lists, or at least the sale sales folk, folks, they want to sell these little earpods or earpod knockoffs. Yeah, it's just jillions of different kinds, and and uh, 
and deals, you know. Or AirPod knockoffs is the word we wanted there. Yeah, yeah, little button. They, they call them, I think, generically true wireless headphones because for a while you got wireless head, ear, ear pods, but there was a wire connecting the two draping around the back of your neck. And right. you know what? I'm still not convinced that that isn't the better way to do it so you don't lose one of these things. <laughs> I know yeah. that that's sliding out of favor, but that, that that design was not without its merits. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a jogger anymore. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, you were never a jogger. Really Who are we kidding? Some of these, I don't believe that some of these would uh, work very well. Right. Even, even the uh, Apple things, you know. Yeah. The, after the pros yeah because i mean i like mine but i can be uh uh just sitting in a chair and one fall out because i've done something you know mm-hmm. didn't notice it or yeah whatever. well that said i know people go out and run in even just the orig- original airpods that just sit in the outer ear they don't plug in like the the pros do um there's people out there doing it i'll tell you what though with these little uh wireless headphones uh, it does tell me one thing. Um, if you go and buy the brand names, the Bose, the Apple, the uh, Samsungs, these guys are making a ton of money off these things because you can go buy generic ones for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Sony sells a pair here. You know, they're $248 for the... Uh, WF-1000XM4, because leave it to Sony to name things like that. <laughs> it's funny, because Sony has done that. Where you know, on uh, Apple, you get AirPods, AirPods 3, AirPods Pro. Sony, the WH-1000XM4s, the WH-1000XM3s, and the two of them are totally different. One is, The 3s are over-the-ear headphone, uh, headset, and the fours are earbuds like an AirPod. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to remember, it's a WH-1000XM. Insert the number of the one you want. <laughs> I don't know. Sony has always done that, though. Bose has quiet comfort. Now, Bose goes the other way. Everything's a quiet comfort. It doesn't matter what it is. You can get quiet comfort earbuds. You can get quiet comfort headphones. Quiet comfort whatever. <laughs> but everything's quiet comfort. I guess everything in Apple is AirPods, so when yeah. it comes to this, this. In fact, I think AirPod was the wrong name for the over-the-ear headphones. They should have named those something else because they're not pods, you know? Right. In fact, the whole pod name I thought was weird. The very fact that they call podcasting podcasting I thought was weird. Where's the pod? <laughs> what am I casting to, you know? Right. It doesn't seem to make sense. Who knows how these marketing guys get these things yeah. going? They they sort of start down a path and think they got to stick with it. But yeah, yeah, I remember um, uh, uh, Leo Laporte, who does a series of of tech broadcasts, for a long time refused to use the word podcast because he thought it was stupid, and he used to call them. Um, he wasn't calling it broadcast. I can't remember what the word he was using. It was. Uh, uh, but it was uh, netcast, I think. Uh, netcasts you love from from people who you trust was his his tagline, and netcast was what he was trying to sell. And that makes more sense because it's going out on the net. It's a broadcast on a network on the on the internet, right? 
netcast right. was the right word. That's what we should be using instead of podcast, because what's the pod? But, you know, <laughs> common sense and logic does not always win out. That's a tough lesson to learn, <laughs> but it's but it's the truth. I'm uh, I'm struggling with my hearing aids, Todd. Uh, I I think I better uh, you, you kind of go on without me for a right. minute. You're gonna go get you're gonna get batteries. I could tell. Yeah, you, your your uh, your sort of like commentary and stuff changes when you can't hear me. So I could tell you were kind of fading out. Just just for uh, touching base, the uh, looking for true wireless earbuds. Uh, thirty bucks seems to be the going price on Amazon for uh, for them. Thirty to thirty-five dollars, you can get just about any kind you want, unless you want to buy Bose or Beats. Those then cost two hundred. <laughs> so, so the markup is basically seven hundred percent to go to a brand name. And I wonder if they're they're that much better. You know, a few years ago, I did a a um, test of different headphones. I did a, I I bought like seven or eight different uh, headsets or little in ear headphones, and did a sound test between them. And I talked about it um, on the radio, and when I was doing the radio show. And uh, um, I think maybe I'm due to do something like that again, although it probably cost a few hundred bucks to buy multiple copies of these things. But then, hey, they become Christmas presents. But, you know, you look at them, it's like there are tons of them in here that cost between 30 and $35. And I would bet you that they really don't sound 700% worse than the, than the, uh, the other ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm back now. Yeah, cool. I figured. It's funny so. when you have your when you were doing that when you have your headphone. I could hear my voice echoing. I could hear the headphones coming back through the mic. Um, huh. So I could hear myself yeah. speaking, which is a little weird. It's hard to sometimes talk when you hear yourself being echoed back with a, you know, a couple a fraction of a second delay. Yeah, it, it's very know, distracting. The other, thing, the other thing is, is when the things start to go bad. It's hard to figure out, first of all, that it, that it really is your headphones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, yeah. it, it's troubling. Yeah, well, because Skype is a little flaky, you never know when it, if it's just Skype or whether it's it's you, you know? Yeah. Got to so, troubleshoot the system. That's the whole whole shtick, right? Right. So. I'm, well, I got some headphones wow. here that sell for 29 bucks. 29 yeah well you know you know i don't know if you you know what i should really put done. i should put affiliate links on the website and say hey check these out <laughs> <laughs> there's maybe a get rich quick scheme here huh? no i don't know how rich or how quick but <laughs> yeah i have my doubts but I, you know, I had done a, 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 a headphone test a few years ago of, of earbuds that you could buy, cheap earbuds that you could buy on Amazon and said, here's some good ones. Um, I was thinking maybe I should do that again, except use the wireless ones, except that even at that, you know, I, I mean, it cost me 100 bucks for four. If I wanted to test eight of them, it cost me a couple hundred bucks to do it. Um, so guess what? Everybody's getting a pair of earbuds for Christmas from me. <laughs> Off brand. <laughs> yeah. Off-brand earbuds, because I'm doing an earbud test. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No. Well, I'll tell you, the, the earbuds really are handy at times uh, because, uh, well, I have two pair, plus I'm, I have hearing aids. Now, the disadvantage of both of them is that with with either, I, uh, I really can't communicate with, uh, or I, with my wife or anybody else because I just don't hear well, and just making it louder doesn't solve the problem. Right. But, but what I do like about them is they have a much solider connection to Apple because they're an Apple product. So it, yeah, it, it's, it's source is either out of my phone or my iPad. And so therefore that's really good. And it's not always with the hearing aids. Uh, and so uh, at night, uh, rather than, uh, of course I have my hearing aids out. I'm not expecting to talk, talk to somebody. And so I will just listen to podcasts of a variety of uh, places. Uh, either when, when I wake up or as I'm going to sleep and sometimes I don't even get, you know, in five minutes and I'm, I'm gone and I don't remember it when I wake up later, my best listening time is around three or four o'clock after I go to the bathroom and whatever, get back mm -hmm. in bed and I'm laying there awake. What am I going to do? You know? <laughs> so I put something on that comes to mind. Uh, and I usually try to make, have variety. I'm never one to listen to the same thing over and over. So uh, oftentimes, uh, I prefer podcasts to music. I used to be a music person. I'd just go from one style of music to another. Now I'm kind of going from one kind of podcast to, to others just yeah. to, you know, check, check them out and try something new. Uh, mm -hmm. And so uh, anyway, uh, that's one use is in bed. The other one is that I have out in the living room. And I listen to those when I know my wife is deep into a book and she's not going to want to talk. And I want to listen to some music, but I want to do it reliably. Uh, and, I, and I can't trust my hearing aids all the time with Apple devices. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and furthermore, especially with this sound separation, you know, the surround sound idea, they seem to work better than trying to go through my, through my uh, hearing aids. Now, it does work through my hearing aids. I mean, I get some really good sound and stuff. And the benefit there is that I'll get the highs better because that's where my hearing weakness is than I do if I use a, uh, an AirPod. But, but I still like the, uh, the AirPod a lot just because there's never a dropout between the devices. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm thinking that it would be wonderful if I got, could get some, convince somebody to get me the newest, latest hearing aids, but they're expensive devices yeah. and the VA doesn't always use the latest. They, I, I'm convinced that the VA being a government entity always sells you the leftover product from old technology. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you the latest and greatest circa 1994. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I'm convinced there's probably much better hearing aids out there. If I could just convince somebody to get them for me. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, if you wanted them bad enough, you could probably go get them yourself. But, but yeah, they're yeah. not cheap. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that that the essential technology for doing the earphones or the the hearing aids is already in a lot of these earbuds, and the fact that they charge the thousands of dollars for them is incredible ripoff, and. Yeah. There's recently been some changes in the rules in the law, so you don't have to get a prescription for them anymore. And and the medical device 
status for ear for hearing aids is changing. So I think you're going to find that that there's going to be a lot of changes and more affordable options in that arena in the not too distant future. Yeah. I'm getting a real bad echo. I'm hearing myself on your end. You are? Yes. Well, that's odd. I hear I'm hearing It sounds like you've got your your hearing aids turned up and the mic is picking them up. That's what I'm hearing. Huh. Uh, I can't set the... Uh, I guess I can drop the hearing aids volume. Now Now, do you notice it? Well, I have to talk. Oh. I, I can still hear it, but it's not as strong. Well, yeah, it's about may, the same. It's about the I, same, so maybe it's not that. I, I may have had them too high. I probably did. Well. But... Uh, Anyway, I've turned them down, so that should help you, I hope. Yeah. I just sent you a link that I found on uh, Amazon that is wireless earbud Bluetooth 5.0 headphones with charging case, IPX8 waterproof, 3D stereo earbuds, in-ear earbud, mic built-in, open lid, auto pairing for Android, Samsung, dot, dot, dot. That's the name of the device. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's they look an amazing thing, and, and they make it look just like the Apple. I was gonna uh, say they look Pros. just like uh, AirPod Pros. They're forty Which bucks. They're selling for almost two hundred dollars, right? Oh, the, yeah, now. yeah. One eighty-five is sort of the going price. Their list price is still two forty-nine. These are thirty-nine bucks. It makes you wonder whether or not those work. These work as well. Well, I'm sure they don't work as well, but do they work that much worse? Well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who would say, 39 bucks? Sound good to me. Yeah. You know, they don't pair up the same way. You have to attach them just like any other Bluetooth device, but that's not the end of the world. Yeah, it sure does look like a, a knockoff, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's stunning how, how much they look the same. Yeah. You know, and AirPods are one device that Apple has not slapped the Apple logo on in 14, you know, I should, they don't put it all over the place, but you don't see the Apple logo. So, you know, a knockoff is easy to make, right? Because you don't have to fake the logo or anything and get sued by Apple. You just make a white little pillbox with AirPods and short stems. Yeah, it says uh, four hours for a single charge and a total of 20 hours from a charging case. So. Yeah. So it sounds like the technology is more like the original AirPods because that's what they got was four hours. Right. And But these have yeah. the shorter stem like the Pros or the Series 3s do. So they look like yeah. AirPod Pros. They've got the little ear, rubbery ear things that fit in. Yeah. I don't think that they are actually uh, sound-canceling, uh, though. It says sound-canceling mic. But it doesn't say sound canceling headset. Uh, there's always some little gotcha that you don't realize. Right. But for most people, again, for, for what, forty bucks or thirty five bucks, you go, eh. Yeah. And once you've paired them up they work. You go, eh, who cares? Yeah. Well, you know, if you were buying these for a kid who has lost the first three pair, this might be the better <laughs> option. <laughs> oh, I think so. That's 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 mm-hmm. the problem with these things anymore. Is, is I think they're 
much more easier to lose than they let let on. Yeah. Well, my biggest problem was the first two times that I had AirPods, at some point, several months into ownership, they went through the washing machine because I kept the stupid little case in my pocket. Oh, yeah. And now I don't keep the, I don't keep the case in my pocket unless I'm going out to do a walk. Then I put the case in my pocket, the earbud in my ears. When I'm well, done, say I... They're- when they I, say they're waterproof, you know, right? Well, IPX water, IPX eight. That's a certain level. That means that they can be underwater for a certain amount of time. Oh. And and to their credit, the AirPods that I've had previously that I I washed, I had one of the devices continue to work after it was washed. And I've never yeah. washed my AirPods Pro, but that was because, like I said, I changed my habits. It's like the the case goes in my pocket when I'm walking. When I'm done walking, they go back in the case, and the case goes on the shelf. Hmm. I don't leave the case. So that way, you know, if I'm somewhere, I can't just go grab my headphones and stick them in my ears because I don't keep them with me all the time because I, I too big of a risk of me forgetting to take them out of my pocket. Yeah, they have a brand name here, E-L-N-I-C-E-C, whatever that stands for. Leniac. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. And it says sold by Guangzhou Ni Zishan something. <laughs> so it, probably Shanghai. Guangzhou Ni Shanghai. They probably ship these out of China. And if you get get your thing before Christmas, consider yourself really lucky. Yeah. Well, it ships from Amazon, oh. which means it's in an Amazon warehouse here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, this this will get to you quick from Amazon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it says in stock. If I ordered it now, I would have it next Sunday. So it's in a warehouse, yeah. but it's not a close warehouse. Yeah. Next Sunday. Wow, that's, I guess, because of the holiday. I don't know. You know? Yeah, that's, probably. That's, that's not your overnight delivery from Amazon. They're not, no. in my experience has been that Amazon has kind of backed off from that. And I shocked at the number of times that they say something is going to arrive on a day and then I get noticed that it's going to be delayed. Oh, is that, that right? It, it happens regularly. About every other time I order something, i told I'll have it by Tuesday and then Tuesday comes and late Tuesday night, it'll update its status to, we're sorry, your product has been delayed. It'll arrive Wednesday, Thursday. If it doesn't show up by Friday, then contact us and you can cancel it. Hmm. Well, I've kind of had the opposite of uh, thing happen here. Wow. Uh, I have them tell me something I ordered. I forgot what it was. Going to be here December third, and it got here on November third. They suddenly turned around and found it. Hmm. So, but I've ordered so many things lately that I can't keep track of what what it was. Uh, yeah. Now I remember you mentioning was, it. That was probably the biggest thing. Or wait a minute, maybe I'm confusing that with Apple because I did get an Apple Watch. Oh, the watch came early. No, it came that late. Came, that definitely. Oh no, the watch came early. It was came, the AirPods that came late. That's that's right. Yeah. So may, maybe I'm crediting Amazon for an Apple. Yeah. Uh, breakthrough and getting it out. But anyway, uh, but I have I have I, so from Amazon several of the things that. They basically will promise it like next Sunday, and it'll show up a couple of days before, you know? Yeah. That's happened once or twice for me, but this other thing happens regularly. 
But we have we have a monster warehouse here in the area. I mean, it's you know a couple miles yeah. away. Yeah, so and, and I do too. In Norco, I mean, six miles from here is one of the largest um, uh, Amazon distribution centers in Southern California. And the other one is in San Bernardino over by what used to be Norton Air Force Base because they, they yeah. fly cargo in there all the time. And so they've got a huge warehouse over there as well. So I've got two big distribution warehouses close. Mm-hmm. So they must have a big one down towards Mission Viejo as well because I very often when you, like, track your order, it'll say, your you know, uh, yeah. view, viewing order details, and it'll show it, you know, came in through that way south. I think they're probably um, are they. I don't know if they're still using what was the. There was a marine base down there, air base. Yeah. And they maybe are still using that as a uh, commercial airport now. Hmm. Well, uh, let's see. What else do we have on our? on our list of things to look at here. Uh, we've gone through those. Yeah, I was, uh, well, in fact, the reason we were on the CNET page and I was complaining about them advertising was I was like, hey, oh. what are the things we can talk about? And it's like, well, we can talk about the fact that everything I'm looking at is an ad for something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to that and I wasn't just quite sure what, uh, yeah. that's just a gen- generic home page, isn't it? Yeah, it was just their homepage. And again, like I said, here's their latest stories is how they they call this as latest stories. The best Black Friday deals under $100 Bluetooth headsets. That's that's well, it. advertising. Best you know, TV is, deals, advertising. Uh, kind of what you expect as you get around Black Friday because that's such a big deal in the marketing world. So yeah. I'm not surprised. They're not, I'm sure they're not alone in pushing so oh, I know. Th- I know. Idea. I'm. I know they're not. But what I'm saying is, and, and but I, this has been ongoing. It's. It's obviously this weekend. It's going to be more so. Black Friday deals, right? But they. This is the standard on on pretty much all the tech websites, places where I used to go, and there would be an ad next to a whole bunch of articles that were written talking about something to do with tech. And so I'd go there to read the tech stuff. Now I have to go there and sort through the crap to find the tech stuff because the ads are <laughs> now posing as stories, and they're more—they're—they're they're half or more of the stories. Hmm. You know, you go down the list of this just in, and it's a Black Friday best router deals so far. You know, this just in best laptop Black Friday deals. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, and then yeah. I get to something that's not trying to sell me stuff. And what is it? Pokemon's Pokemon Sword and Shield players can catch shiny Eevee until this until November twenty eighth. So if you're a Pokemon Go player, yeah, <laughs> they have a holiday Pokemon to go capture. Go out and walk through your neighborhood and find it now. You know, you know the other thing that's uh, this happens in in the marketing world is. The older you get, the harder it is to find what you want because they, they don't target you anymore, you know? Right. <laughs> Holy moly. In the just the stories that are just this in, they have another Pokemon Go story. So they're probably getting money from Pokemon to, to run these stupid stories as ads to get people to go play Pokemon. Because the other one is Pokemon Go teams with Ed Sheeran for an in-game uh, concert. Mm-hmm. 
Holy moly. Oh, there's a third one. Pokemon Sword. No, that's the same one I already read. Never mind. <laughs> oh, they've got the same. Oh, it isn't the same one. Pokemon Sword and Shield Free Shiny Zementa available. Another Pokemon story about Pokemon stuff. I kid you not, there's three Pokemon stories in the first ten stories here. They're they're absolutely getting paid by the by the po- Oh, here's another one. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. How to get a free. They are being paid by Pokemon. Yeah. Four yeah. stories. By, by the way, I just, uh, on a, this bottom of that same page in CNET, it oh. says EV tax credits. Biden's bill passes House, wants to put $12,500 in your pocket. You know, they're really going all out to subsidize electric cars. Yeah. And I... I'm not so sure that that market is going to develop the, without something like that, because uh, it's not every year that somebody buys a car. You know, you if you if yeah. you go buy one, a car every ten years, you probably are close to average. I don't know what it would be, but you got a, a, of all the audience you have out there, there's maybe ten percent of the population that just yeah. might buy a car this year. Is my guess. I don't know if that's yeah. I I, I suspect that there are, are places where it turns over more quickly, like where I live. I know I'm a little unusual because I have a ten year old car, a twenty year old car, and a thirty year old car. So, <laughs> but but I get that. I'm not the norm. But but I think you're right. It, you, that's not going to happen fast. But you and see, they still have issues. They're they in still... a big hurry, the politicians are. Yeah. And so they're almost going to give us cars if they hang out long enough, you know? Yeah, if they could I... make them, but with the chip shortages, you can't buy a car. Yeah. Have you driven yeah, past a car a lot recently? They're sad. Our local yeah. Toyota dealer used to have new cars on one lot on one side of the street and old cars, used cars on the other side. The used car lot is completely empty right now. They've got mostly used cars in the new car lot, and, and it looks like it's been picked through. It looks it looks like a grocery store during a Soviet era breadline. Uh, the the pick, the parking lot just looks bad, and it's not because they've sold so many that they're doing great. Yeah. It's because they can't get any inventory. Just nothing to sell. Yeah. 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 That's that's a real sad state of affairs. In fact, in my entire life, I don't recall that ever being uh, a situation like we have today. N- never in America. As far as I know, did we ever lack for things to sell? Yeah. You know? Well, so- part part of the issue is is because we've gone towards globalization, we're now depending on parts from all over the world. And when the infrastructure of moving those parts around is screwed up, uh, you know. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, well, and, and then further behind that even is, is that there's going to be, because of COVID, uh, lack of stuff to even ship. You know, there are certain things. That they just can't manufacture enough right now. Yeah, it's, it's not just well, we can't get it off the boat. Not being able to get it off the boat to the consumer is a big problem, but that's not the I, whole problem. I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily it's because of COVID. It's because of policies associated with COVID. Because basically the problem is this mandate business. But it's not just Any, our policies. A lot of these parts and pieces are coming from Taiwan and China well, and, and Japan. Yeah, and, in, you know. and in Europe, they're just about to go to war over mandates. I mean, they're much worse off than we are here. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't feel very comfortable sitting in, in some of those European countries right now because people are just flat out not going to, you know, yeah, tolerate mandates from their governments. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've had enough of and this. It, yeah. You know, for a long time, you, you could easily think, well, that's just in, in America. But boy, the so yeah. bad over there, it just has boiled over in the news here. Yeah. Although I know that the politicians are looking at numbers and going, we seem to act like we're like, like things are going great and it's scary. Do you realize that there were more deaths from COVID in the United States in 2021 than in 2020 already? And we're not done with 2021 yet? No, I didn't. Yeah. Go to the Johns Hopkins website and they'll show you the stats and they'll show you maps showing you where they are. 2021 has been worse than 2020. And most people think, oh, we're past it. It was worse. Yeah. You know, we yeah. always think of 2020 as the worst of it. Well, it didn't start until April or May in 2020. Yeah, but so. we're not done with this year either. We've still got a couple of months in this year. And it started in March of 2020. My swim, my swim team shut down the second week of March, March 12th, which means oh, it started right? probably before that. It started in February, but by March 12th, Everything shut down. That was the week that NBA canceled all their games. Um, you know, it, so it was second week of March is when everything shut down. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's so. I mean, I understand why the politicians are saying, "Hey, we got to do something," because we're still losing population in large numbers. Um, but they've got to figure yeah. out a way. You know, part of it's marketing. You can't just come in and say, we got to, you know, we're going to shut everything down and you can't do anything about it. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that irritates people. Yeah. So, you know, I, and, I, and I, I put a little bit of on the news people, too, because the news people are like, oh, everything's hunky-dory now. We're over it. You know? Yeah. It just depends. And then, of course, you know, three months before, it was like, panic, panic. Everything's terrible. You can't <laughs> win. You can't win. Yeah. Everybody, build a shack out back and stay there. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Build a shack well, out back. Well, fortunately, at my age, it's easy to isolate. I'm pretty yeah. isolated. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't do nothing anyway. The, um, uh, you know, we were talking about the electric cars and the push behind that. I think they still the problem with that, and it'll never it's, it's never going to be as mainstream as people want it to be until they still so, they solve some of the problems. And I I've read some technology updates about that, but the first, the main one being charge these suckers up faster than uh, forty minutes. Yeah, you know, um, I th that that's a big deal for people. You're not going to replace yeah. a technology that I can refuel in four minutes with one where I have to refuel in forty minutes. Well, that's not a problem for big truckers because there they just replace batteries. That, that solution yeah. already well, and there is, out there. As long as you still got human beings driving cars too, or, or and trucks, they're required to stop and rest anyway. So that forty-minute yeah. rest, you know, and if their pack will get them to where they're unloading, they can charge up while they're unloading, which takes time. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that you're right. That's not going to be as big a deal for them. But for you and me, until they fix that, um, I don't think it's a mainstream solution. Now, did you see yeah. you have you have a uh, a Hyundai Santa Fe, right? You have a Santa right. Fe Sport. Hyundai just yeah, announced. 20, it's a 2017. 
2017. So they just announced uh, a brand new Hyundai Santa Fe plug-in hybrid. So it's got a battery in it. You can charge it up overnight. You can go 30 miles on a battery. After that, then it has to use the gas engine. But for most people, for a lot of people, driving to and from work or to the grocery store is less than 30 miles. So it's electric when it counts for most of your day-to-day driving. But then if you're going to go on a long-haul drive, you know, cross-country, you can plug in or you can fill up with gas. And it charges the batteries regeneratively with your braking, too. So if you're driving on the, using the gas engine, you're charging up the electric engine, and it'll use it when it makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm almost to the don't-care stage in life where I'm saying, you know, when, when my car quits... Yeah, I call a cab. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that techno- technologically speaking, that that something like that, like the plug-in hybrids, make good sense as a transitional vehicle, until they've solved yeah. the technology of some of the other uh, uh, issues with with pure electric. Yeah, but but you know the one of the things that people don't really realize is the pandemic solved a lot of problems for at least people like me. Uh, I, I can stay at home and buy more stuff more conveniently than ever before. I mean, yeah. dramatic change in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Most, well, most the thing is, is a lot of those those features have been available in the past and nobody <clears throat> paid attention to them. Now they're using them. Right. Yeah. And it's become the norm. You know, it'll never go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, and especially... I think in the food market, I, I think the business of delivering, uh, in fact, within my community, which is seniors, uh, there's there's just a whole lot of people who depend on one meal a day being, you know, brought in. Right. And uh, so most of them that I've talked to are like me. They, they'll go pick it up because currently the delivery, uh, t- the, the real problem with it is your food gets to you cold if you wait for some delivery outfit that they haven't they haven't done it in a timely way right Uh, well most of them have like the little hot packs that they can stick it in that keep it warm yeah but i don't know i i've i haven't given it a good shake maybe because i've only done it twice or something Mm -hmm. as soon as my food arrived cold one time and i had to micro it all or whatever it just i soured on it and said yeah "Ah." I've never had that happen when I bring it home, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but that said, but, too, you can, you know, you have a microwave. That's right. You know. Yeah. Microwave but but in, a, in addition to just prepared food delivery, grocery delivery, there's a lot of people who now are just, as a matter of fact, you know, instead of building a grocery list, they go into their app and go click, 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 click. These are the things I want. And they show up on your front step. Yeah, yeah. I I did that for a while, but even there, I just soon drive up to the store and let them throw it in the car, and I can bring it home. Yeah. At least gives me an opportunity to get out a little bit. Right. Yeah, but it's your option, you know. Right. That's happening a lot of places, too, and I've done that a couple times, where you order something and they do, you know, curbside delivery. Yeah. Well, in fact, if, if I have to go into the place, I don't go back. I don't want to go inside. I just want to pull yeah. up out front and say... You know, I'm yeah. in the white car over here in the parking lot. So yeah. yeah. Now I've talked to my daughters, and they've done it more than I have. 
but because um, uh, like I've not done it at a restaurant. I've like they've talked about going to Chick Fil A and stuff and doing that, and it makes sense, you know, because the places I'd like to do it are the places I know that there's a huge line. I got stuff from Home Depot when when COVID happened. Uh, a lot of people decided to do stuff at home, and of course, with six foot spacing and stuff, I walked into a Home Depot one time, and I kid you not, there was sixty people in line queued up to go to the checkout. I turned around and said, "I don't want to buy anything here because I'm not going to stand in that line to get out of here." I said, "Forget it." Yep. I turned around and walked out. And so, yep. uh, that when I ordered, I just ordered it online and then pulled into the little space and texted the number that was on the sign and. A few minutes later, somebody walked out and stuck it in the back of my car for me. I was like, okay, that yeah. was much better than standing in a line. Yeah, standing in line is, is, is a no-go completely for me because my feet hurt so bad. I, that's one thing I can't do is stand up very long. Right. I, I can stand up long enough to get myself out of my car into a restaurant and into a seat. And if there's no seat available, even, even if I had to wait, then I just mm-hmm. I'm out of there. I've got to have a seat. Yeah. The only one place that that kind of uh, came to bug me was I had to get a notary the other day, and the easiest place to find that, I mean, if I if I banked locally, I could have gone to my own bank and set an appointment. Right. Uh, and I did that when I sold the RV. It went to Brian's bank. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we went over to FedEx. Triple uh, A. Uh, Are you a member of Triple A? No. Ah, well, there you go. And, and we went, went to FedEx. So they don't have any chairs in the place at all. So I actually sat on the counter. I mean, I looked silly, but I didn't care. It was either that or leave. Right. <laughs> you know? And I said, excuse me, I have to sit or I have to leave. Yeah. I thought, expected them to say, well, then you can leave, but they didn't. <laughs> or here's a chair. No, Well, there weren't any chairs. I couldn't find one in sight anywhere. Wow. It was a pretty big store. They just didn't have them. Yeah. We don't do chairs here. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. But it, it's a strange handicap. I, I either have to take, you know, the the only way I can do business with them is I do carry my scooter all the time on the back of the car. And so I could take the trouble and lower it and then drive in. But the way their parking lot is, is there wasn't really hardly any room to maneuver. And I wasn't sure I could get into the store with it. Uh but if I were to ever go back, that would be my only option. Is just so then I could sit there on the scooter and just be just fine. Uh, but anyway, you learn about those kinds of things when you when you have a handicap, what you can do and what you can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've got injuries in my back, and there are times when it's like, yep, I, I with you, I can't stand up, I can't walk very far. Other times, I'm fine. But there's times when it's like, nope, not happening. I yeah I have a uh aluminum camp chair that's like a director's chair that I keep in the back behind my seat in the in the in the car and yeah. and if I know I'm going to be somewhere I bring that with me if I need to I sit myself down and yeah I get some looks every once in a while I mean I don't do it like at the grocery store but I mean it's it's uh you know it is what it is you you yeah. work around it you can you can either say I'm going to you know, sit on my couch for the rest of my life and never move or figure it out. Right. So, yeah, you deal with it. 
So it's almost one o'clock. Yeah. We started uh, We've been going for an hour and 43 uh, minutes, so I think it's probably time that we wrap this puppy up. Yeah, besides, I'm getting hungry. And yeah, that's usually, how we, food yet. that's usually yeah, how that's, we know it's time to get done is because you're ready to eat. That's so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was one of those kind of slow uh, news days as far as stuff that we talked about. But uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and my extended family that you will see. And, okay, uh, and the same same to you. And say hello to uh, Greta and uh, Monty. Monty says I haven't seen them since the time we were out there, and they had a party at their house around Christmas time, as I recall. Been a while, yeah. It's been, yeah. I think that was 2018, as I recall. Mm-hmm. It's the last time we were out there. So three years ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well. well. Uh, 18, 19, 20, and this is 21. So it's almost four years ago. That it is. Yeah. Okay. Enjoyed it, Todd. Come back and join us again on Generation Tech. If you enjoyed what you hear here, we do have uh, two-minute tech podcasts. They're literally two minutes long, and they're just tips and hints on how to use your technology. We also have Two for Brew as part of the Shack Outback Network. Two for Brew is a uh, beer tasting. We go to microbreweries in the Inland Empire in Southern California and talk about those and different types of beers. We hope that you will join us and check those podcasts out, too. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you soon. Happy Turkey Day. Bye-bye. Bye.